Hello, Mr. Jason. Hello, Mr. Jason. Mr. Okay. I heard we have a great guest. Ooh, it's a really great guest. Ooh. Guess who? No, I'm not going to guess who. Snuffleupagus? Okay, then, from then, then I'll guess who. Then you, then I'll guess who. You guess who. Okay. Is it Snuffleupagus? Nope. <laughs> who is it, Mr. Craig? Tell it's, me. It's Jamie Alderton. Ooh. He's going, he's going to be building mind, body, business, and building breakthroughs. You ready for this? Boom, 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 boom. Let's do, 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 do. Aboom. Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Hey! 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 Sorry to keep you waiting, man. That's right. Some tech difficulties. I'll tell you one thing. You have the most energy right off the bat. There we go. Good. Good to hear. Yeah. Which, considering what you do, is is a testament to it, right? got to happen. Yeah, it's been, it's, been a, it's been a crazy week already, and it's only Wednesday, so it's all good. Hump day, Love they it. call it, in exactly. the insurance business. Hump yeah. day. They call, it, they call it hump day here as well, so. Good. <laughs> then, then we're in alignment. Good. We are in alignment. <laughs> well, so you're, you're in England. Are you in England? I am in England, yes. Just got oh. back, actually. I've just been on a bit of a world tour for Christmas. I was uh, Singapore. Australia and Dubai with the family for three weeks. Oh, nice. I just got nice. off the plane from Kauai like just ah. two hours ago. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I yeah. just got out of the car yeah. from Garden Grove. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie, I don't know if you've listened to any of, of our episodes, but, and that's all right if you haven't, um, because uh, it may not be the most exciting stuff to, to you, but but what you have and what you can bring is is really important uh, because I I really think it's important for um, you know office people professionals to 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 be very very mindful of their health right because yes. if you if your if your health is screwed up then this isn't going to work and and you're not going to be successful yeah uh, but certainly. we we start everybody with a goofy question which is. What was the first concert that you went to? Yes. Oh, um, that's a good one. Uh, I would say it's um, the Fratellis. Oh, the Fratellis. And I think it was followed swiftly the week after by the Stereophonics. Nice. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I would go with the, better off to go with the Stereophonics because more people would. Uh, would know that one, but <laughs> yeah. but the the Fratellis are, are pretty pretty damn good. That's awesome. We'll nice. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so for for the dudes and dudettes, mostly insurance agents that we have as our audience, why mm. don't you just introduce yourself a little bit, Jamie, and tell them where what how you got to where you are and and what you do. Okay, so I'll try and keep this short because sometimes <laughs> no, I, usually, I usually say to people, "Do you want the short, the the uh, the long one?" But 
basically, um, I started off joining the military at 17 because I had kind of two paths, either go to prison or join the army because, <laughs> you know, I, I was not very attentive as a child. You know, I was a little, little bit hyperactive, a little bit all over the place. And I think I made a good decision to join the army. And, you know, it was very fortunate for me to spend seven years uh, in the British yeah. army. I, I left and, uh, you know, I decided as soon as I stopped enjoying it, I'd leave. Um, the only thing is I left with no job. Uh, managed to find one. And um, a year later, I actually had a bit of a whirlwind adventure. I caught up with an old army um, officer that um, gave me an opportunity to have some phenomenal adventures. I basically went to work in psychological operations for the US government in Iraq and Kuwait. And then I moved wow. over as security advisor for the UN in Kenya and Mogadishu. Uh, did that for two years nice. and then got, then got made redundant. A um, little bit of poor timing as well because I just bought, I just got a mortgage with my wife and put all of my money into it only to find out that um, I no longer have a job. So I had about oh. equivalent to about a thousand bucks in the bank and that was about it. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I think a lot of people will probably get this, um, especially with business owners. Uh, it's usually, it's that kind of time where you make the right decisions or the wrong decisions or, you, you know, you stop messing about. And it's like, what do you want to do with your life, Jamie? And, and it was the first thing that, I, first time I'd ever done this, I got a pen and paper out and I wrote down, what do I want to do with my life? Oh. And this was 2012 and it was like, right, I've got a little fitness page. I, I've been training since the age of 13. I should become a personal trainer. And I just went, right, do you know what? I'm just going to go all in and do this. And the only problem is I didn't have any money. Um, but I did have a credit card that had about $30,000 spending limit. So I put the qualification on there. I bought a little studio. I couldn't afford a car, so I bought my dad's bike. And I cycled <laughs> up and down to this little studio, wind, rain, or shine, and built, you know, started to basically live life on my terms. Um, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Within three years, I became one of the go-to personal trainers in the UK. And, um, and kind of that brings me up to now where, you know, over the last sort of eight years, um, I've had incredible success with my business. I've written two books. I've broke multiple world records in endurance and fitness. And uh, I've had a lot of fun doing it whilst having two kids and, and a wife and balancing all that out as best as I can. Boom. Ooh. That is yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's crazy. So tell us about that. So, so when you first started that journey and, and taking your credit card and going, going for it, I mean, that couldn't have been all roses, right? What was the hardest things that you came up against and how did you overcome those? So your, your, your mind's always telling you no, right? That yeah. oh, you're stupid. It's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> bad idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, how did you get through that? The thing is, I mean, I, I would honestly, you know, I'd just come from the military and come from a job and, you know, I'd always spent my whole life working for someone being told what to do. And this was kind of the first time in my life where it was like less about being told what to do and more about what do you want to do. And mm. as much as there was so much uncertainty in my life, 
I was in control of it finally. And it was kind of exciting because I felt like I was in a bubble. Um, I felt, you know, it's all up to me. It's my responsibility. If this doesn't work, it's my fault. If it does work, it's my fault. And a, a huge flip turn in my life happened in 2012 because I just realized that, you know, it's all on me, whether this, whether this is uh, a success or a failure. And I think a lot of people, what I realized is that they're waiting for opportunities to happen. They're waiting for somebody else to do it for them. And most importantly, they're waiting for the right time. And one of the biggest things that happened to me is that that was the worst time that could have possibly happened for it. You know, just as I got a mortgage, just as I put all mm. of my savings in, literally the worst time. You know, if you would say to me, oh, at that time, oh, Jamie, how about you follow your passion? How about you do this personal training thing? And just quit everything with your really nice, high-paying job in, you know, jetting around the world. I'd have laughed at you. Uh, but yeah, actually, right. that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it was like, right, you've got no other choice but being forced into something that you actually want to do. And when I speak to a lot of people, they say to me, oh, I've got this idea for business. Oh, I've got this idea for this and that. And... I'm just like, you just got to do it. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait until I've got a certain amount of money. <laughs> I'm going to wait till the kid, you know, the kids are uh, one's three and one's five. And then, and then I'm going to do it. And, and I'm just like, oh, it's a, it's no, you back. won't. Right. Then there'll be something else. And, uh, and I think a lot of people, you know, I, I've got this, uh, it's, it's not my quote, it's a, it's a stoic quote and it's memento more. And, and what it says is that remember you that you have to die. And a lot of people think that that's, <laughs> a lot of people think that's somber. They're like, oh, that's so somber. I'm like, no, no, no. We understand is that what somber is that people think that they're going to live forever. People think mm. that in 10 years time, they're going to do that thing. And then what happens is they postpone it and postpone it and postpone it. They get old and they realize oh, I should have done it then. And I, I, I honestly couldn't live my life now knowing at 70 to 80 years of age that I should have done those things and, and live with that regret. And I try and say that to people all the time. You know, life is long, but it is also short and you'll be fine. You know, we've got these things, these magical things now called iPhones <laughs> and we can find, we, we can find all the information on anything that we need to find if we need to find it. Um, when we are anywhere yeah <laughs> it it, it, exactly and and you'll be fine as long as you've got one of those um i'm not too keen on those android phones it's very much an iphone yeah, agree <laughs> thank god <laughs> thank god for that um but th this is it i mean it's a magical time that we live in, in in 2020 we can pretty much figure out anything if we know how to use it and uh you know kind of when shit hits the fan we kind of go right stop messing about let's let's get it done and uh yeah. that's been that's really been my focus you know i've had a, a great amount of success with it and i have a lot of people ask me how i've done it this that and the other and one thing that i enjoy is something that i try and explain to people is that i like to draw it out in crayons i like to make things simple to people because a lot of people think business is difficult um but business is about people business about connecting with people and doing something that you enjoy doing and most importantly making other people's lives easier because there's nothing more rewarding than taking a complex subject that people are confused and scared about and making it easy 
Mm. Uh, And that's something I very much enjoy doing. Yep. I love that. We will try to overcomplicate it too. If if there's any opportunity (laughs) to overcomplicate, we'll do that. And then that's how you talk yourself out of doing the thing that you wanted to do. Exactly. (laughs) Create the excuses with your overcomplications. It's it's just something else. Um, And to your point, it, it is remarkable because if you're not going to take that jump and, and most, most every guest that we've had on the show has, has a similar story in that they were working some job and then they said, okay, screw it. I'm going to do it. And they overcame that fear. But if you don't, it, you won't, right? Because today is today you have much more likelihood of, of doing it and being successful than in a, in the tomorrow or the next day or 10 years or, you know, cause it, you're going to die. Well, it, it, you it, are going to die. It comes down to that old Chinese proverb, you know, the best, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second right. best time is today. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, and it is so true is with everything, you know, my three focuses, which have the similar, you know, fundamentals is body, brain, and business. You know, they all work on basic fundamentals and small things done consistently, which compound over time. Mm, I like that. Why don't so why don't you Yeah. No, you go. Yeah, dude. go for it. <laughs> we always do that. Work classic us. <laughs> um What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say I'd love you to dive a little bit down each of those. Yeah, cool. So those three, yeah. Well let's start with the brain. I mean, like what one thing I say is transformation starts from the neck up, not the neck down. You get your head sorted and then you'll get the rest sorted. And, you know, getting things done, you know, so many of us have to tick, tick all the boxes every single day when it's just about the minimum effective dose done consistently. Um, something that I say about, you know, personal development is a lot of people want to know all the top 10, you know, the things that I get a lot is, Jamie, can you tell me your top 10 books? Uh, as if they're going to buy all 10 books. And <laughs> Um, and I say to people, look, you've got to take, you've got to take things one chapter a day. You know, if I put 34 books on your desk and said, I want them read by the end of the year, the chances are you'll probably get through five or six of them, but you won't get through, through them for the entire year. But if I just gave you one book and said, I want you to commit 10 minutes a day to read a chapter. If you did that every single day without fail, you'll get 30 to 35 books read in a year. And this is exactly the same with your brain as with your body. A couple of years ago, I noticed a, a lot of thickness in my back. And it really confused me because I was like, I haven't really trained that much back this year. How, have it, how has my back become so thick? Um, and I, I was thinking about it. And I go for a walk every morning. And there's this pull-up bar on the beach. And it's quite funny because it's got three kind of challenges. It says if you can do three pull-ups, you're a beginner. If you can do five, you're intermediate. And if you can do seven, you're advanced. So, wow. I, I, so I walk past it. I do, do my seven, <laughs> jump back down, a little smile, no more than that. And, and then away I go. But I, I kind of thought back. I was like, well, hang on a minute. How many walks have you done this year? And I worked out it's 265. Jamie, how much do you weigh? About 210 pounds. So if we're looking at 265 times 205 pounds, 210 pounds times seven, it's equivalent to a Boeing 747 jet in volume. Nice. Wow. And and 
this is over a year period. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. You know, the key to hyper, uh, hypertrophy is volume, sets times reps times weight. Mm. So that five-second habit done every single day produced enough volume in my back of a plane to increase its width. Now, if you think about that, that's very similar to the one chapter a day. You just focus on one simple thing and compound it over time. It produces a massive result. You've, you've just read 30 to 35 books in, the, in a year. You've just suddenly got this back fitness. And a lot of that comes down to patience and consistency. So that's kind of your body and your brain. And it's exactly the same with business. So many people look at Apple, they look at Facebook, they look at you know, generating millions of dollars. And unfortunately, with the internet, you see all these people showing their Stripe accounts and you can, uh, you can build a six-figure business in just 30 days and all that stuff. And that's to me, is very much like the fitness people saying, you're going to get ripped in 30 days and transform your body. And it's just like, look, you might get some results, but it's not going to be sustainable. You know, if you go hell for leather for a month and let's just say you generate six figures and you're like, whoa, you're like, are you going to keep that momentum every single month? Because, okay, that's great, but you have no systems in place. You've just got nonstop hustle. And there's only so much of that you can get before you burn out. Yeah. Yep. And it's exactly the same with weight loss. You, yeah, okay, you can drop 20, 30 pounds in a month, but you're, you're jumping on treadmills, you're restricting your calories and you're doing miserable things to get that result. So we're looking at sustainability and businesses aren't created in 30 days. Businesses are created in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And a lot of people yep. don't have that patience to just you know, consistently just add the systems, learn, make more, make more mistakes uh, and you know, give it time. Yeah, people are very impatient. Yeah, and it's always, and then our brains tell us, I have to work out for three hours a day to get this done in a month or or nothing, right? It's always yeah. the super extreme or just, I'm going <laughs> to eat me. donuts today. <laughs> That's the alternative. And I think as well, we're very all or nothing people. I mean, so many people are, you know, you're either in or yeah. you're out. But what I say to people is that they should focus on being 80% that they should be 80%, 100% of the time. So what do you do to, to, really, to really focus your mind? Like, like let's say we're, you were in a really bad place. You lost it all again. Um, your, your family left you. Like just the, mentally, you're just all bound up. Let everything go. How would you implement to get back, starting with the mind? So first and foremost, you know, a lot of people think they go hell for leather, but... Um, as with, the, as with the brain, as with the body, uh, stress plus rest equals growth. It sounds like I've been under a lot of stress. And if I want to grow, I've got to focus on rest. Mm. And so many people, especially business owners and that, they don't look at that rest part. You know, they think they look at a holiday as a distraction rather than an investment. They look at, you know, when they're going through a tough time or when business gets hard, they, they you know, the answer is to go harder. No, it's not. You know, it, you, you need to take time out. You need to have some rest. You need to look at holidays as an investment. If you are burnt out, if you're stressed in that, which I have been many a times, the first, the first port of call is to, to, to down tools, is to get out of the environment that you're in and allow yourself some time to rest and recover because then you can get back in the game. You can have a clear 
you know thought process you have time to think about where it is that you want to be and and it very much comes down to that kind of self-reflection we're very much focused on the next thing but so many people don't you know i i kind of look at it as horizon thinking you know if you're running towards a horizon it never gets any smaller and the only way that you can see your progress is by looking back at how far you've come and Mm -hmm. so many people need to do that you know because as business owners, you're just looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And you don't ever spend any time just reflecting and going, do you know what? I've, you know, I've done all right. You know, I've done pretty good this year. But, you know, let's, let's just focus on the next progression or let's just take some time out to look at where, where the, the mistakes that I've made, the things that worked, the things that didn't. And let's, you know, it's always, it's always about taking things away rather than adding things. And I think every time, every year that I look at stuff I've done, I, I don't look at the things I need to do more of. I, I usually look at the things I need to say no to or the things that I need to do less of. Love it. And then from there on, I love that advice about taking rest because um, it's almost like we become hamsters on wheel and the, the, the t- more tired we get, like the more stressed out we get, the more we add to it. Oh, okay. Then I need to push myself harder, especially on social media these days. It's all about hustle. So it's yeah. like increase the hustle, increase the hustle. And it's like, dude, you need to step back and realize you're probably doing a lot of stuff that doesn't knock down the dominoes that'll really take you to the next level. And and I learned this the hard way. You know, I, I come from a British Army soldier. I spent, you know, I did two operational tours in in Baghdad. You know, we were getting two to three hours of sleep a night for six months straight. And you know, you just suck it up. You just suck it up because everyone's like that. And yeah. the th- and the thing is, I started adopting my business the same. Um, and you know, I got success with that. Um, and then obviously, kids came along life got a little bit more balanced but then you realize hang on a minute you know i'm very much team no sleep i was the per i was the person who's walking along saying to people if you slept two hours less a day then you'll get an extra month of your year to do stuff um right <laughs> but the reality is who cares if you're up an extra month if you're tired if you can't right, right. stuff doesn't matter how it's not how how much time you're awake it matters what you do in the time that you're awake and i know for a fact uh, a, a jamie that's had eight hours sleep can do a lot more the next day than a jamie that's only had four right. so it's about not you know just because you can doesn't mean you should and actually it comes down to that rest part of you know you are in a better place when you're rested and recovered as soon as everyone's been on that vacation right where they didn't want to go they go, right, okay, I'll go. A couple of days, they, they fall asleep and they have like 10 hours sleep and then they're on the, they're on the sun lounger and suddenly they like need to jot about 10 notes down on their phone and they're like, jotting away, they're like, wow, where's all these ideas come from? It's because you've, you've rested, you've taken time off, you've relaxed. And, yep. pe- and that's why people don't look at it as an investment. If you are the business owner, if you're the person with all the ideas and that, you need to kind of look at yourself as a million dollar racehorse. You know, if you've invested a million dollars in a racehorse, you're not going to thrash it every single day. Right. You're going to feed it the best food. You're going to give it the most amount of rest. So, Because when it comes to performing, you want it to perform at its best. And that's where you need to treat yourself like that as well. And that's something that I learned the hard way by having a massive meltdown 
uh, having massive burnout and just being lost for many months, wondering why I can't, you know, push the needle forward. And it was just like, well, just look at your habits, Jamie. You know, you're burning the candle at both ends. You're getting up at 5 a.m., but then you're going to bed at midnight. Uh, and you're mm-hmm. working seven days a week. And 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 it's just that realization. Is like, you, look at how you grew your body. Stress, rest, growth. You know, you don't go to the gym seven days a week. You go to the gym three days a week, four days a week, because those days in between are actually when you build and grow and repair just as the same as when you take your time out of your business, out of that environment, you you repair, you grow and you come up with the ideas that are going to push the needle forward. I love it. That's, that's so, that is so awesome. And you know, we, we typically ask people, how do you hold yourself accountable? But the mindset of that question is more like doing all the stuff you have to do, right? Me and the Gary V and hustle, hustle, hustle. But actually, you hold yourself accountable to actually taking a step back. But yeah, I think a lot of people get Gary V wrong with the hustle. I mean, Gary V doesn't work weekends. Oh, yeah. You know, people say that and they say to him all the time, but he has plenty of time off. He has plenty of time yeah. with his family. You know, when he downs, down tools, he down tools. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important to, for people to, to look at. It's, it's just, you know, my focus this year is, you know, my, my actual working schedule. And, and, and this, this is what I did. I had just written a book called Meltdown. And in 2016, um, I had one of the most successful years in business. I built my dream gym facility. Um, so I'd always wanted to do that. So I built this uh, incredible gym, incredible business. Um, I broke a, a, a Guinness World Record pushing 140 Ooh. kilo. Well, it was about 300 pounds sled for 24 hours straight. And uh, we raised wow. around, around $20,000 for charity. Um, <laughs> I wrote a book. That's incredible. Which, I wrote a book which went to a bestseller in like in six hours, which was incredible. And I finished the year having ticked so many boxes that I was completely lost. And I went into a really dark place and I didn't, I, I, and it was really hard to get out of because I couldn't tell anyone. It's like, Oh, poor you, poor Jamie with all your success. And now you're struggling (laughs) Poor poor you. (laughs) Um, and it took me a very long time to recover from that. Um, it took me a good four to five months just to figure out where I was going wrong. And my balance was out of whack. You know, I wasn't spending time with the people that I loved. Um, I was serving too many people. You know, I'd, I'd spend hours and hours answering emails and that, but I wouldn't spend that time with my family. And the ama- something amazing happened last year. I had... Um, even more success into, than I did in 2016. Once again, I wrote a book, which went to a bestseller. I broke another Guinness nice. World Record. I boxed, I boxed jumped the height of Mount Everest last November. Uh, we raised about, and we raised, I think it was around about $40,000, $45,000 for charity. Um, rebuilt my business as well. Um, had my son, Archer, in May. Um, but the most important difference was I had nearly every single weekend off and I didn't actually, I put my phone down after 8 PM um, and I had a life and actually I had a busier, more successful year in 2019 with more time off than I did in 2016. And my aim for this year is to do less and achieve more. And that is by going, right. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, filming, editing, uh, content 
Wednesday, live streams, podcast interviews. Thursday, um, spa, massage, sit on a sun lounger with a book all day. Friday, a little bit of work to do. Saturday, Sunday, family days. And that, yeah, is, my, that is my hustle plan of action. Probably just, awesome. just as much time off as on. Um, and that comes by having the right automations in place, having the right systems, being able to say no to things and trusting other people to do things for you by delegation, which is the hardest thing for hardest thing for a business owner to do. The delegation and say no, right? Especially at the front end in this business where, you know, a lot of insurance agents will start, it'll just be them and they're doing everything. They're doing the marketing, they're doing the sales. They're so, when they start to grow and they be, they get a little success instead of delegating and then saying no to people, because I know J- Jason and I don't really talk to the clients too much. I mean, unless it's, unless they're on fire, right? Like it's, it's pretty much your, your, that's, that's why we have the team and you build out the team. You have systems and processes in place. And then I can go away to Hawaii for two weeks and, and we write more business when I'm gone. Like, well, yeah. maybe I should never be here. And, you know, same, same with Jason. He goes camping and does his thing and, and they do awesome. And so, you know, go move, making that move to business owner versus business operator is a, is a huge thing. And, yeah, huge. And, and, you know, something I say to a lot, I mean, I very much coach personal trainers now who start really scaling their business up. And something that mm-hmm. I say to people is what got you where you are today is not where you're going to get you to it, you know, the next. Right. The next 100%. level, because the reason that you're a successful personal trainer is that you're the jack of all trades. A lot of people think that um, that word jack of all trades is a bad thing, but they don't know the full quote. Um, the, the whole quote is a jack of all trades and a master of none, though it's better than a master of though it's better than being a master of one or something like that. So basically, what it's saying is that a jack of all trades is actually good, and. <laughs> You actually, the reason that you're successful is because you are very good at more than one thing. But, and this is the big but, is in order for you to get better at that, you need to allow yourself to focus on things that you're really, really good at. And most business owners, most leaders, most entrepreneurs and that, they're really, really good at speaking to their audience, um, being a leader uh, and talking to people and kind of, being out of the business, doing that as kind of a front person for that. Um, other people can do your social media. Other people can do your emails. Other people can do everything that you are pretty good at, but shouldn't be doing. Mm. Yep. Um, move, the, move the ego, right? Yeah. You have to be able to move the ego to the side and say, I can hire somebody that can do the social media better than me. I can hire somebody that can answer my emails. I mean, he could get wrapped up in emails all day long and accomplish mm. zero just by yeah. doing that. You're just people pleasing all day long. And that's, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't make, create any revenue. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I, you know what I was going to go into, um, I, I wanted to go into body a little bit. Um, yeah. you know, there's the desk job is kind of going the way of the Buffalo, but for us to still have it, um, we, we've realized how detrimental it can be to our health. And to Craig's point, um, when you are a jack of all trades and you're doing everything in your business, the, your health goes of a last it's Z on the list. Um, what are some things for an insurance agent or anybody that has a desk job? Like how do you get out of that rut? 
and what little things can we do to change? So I say the first thing is, it's very easy to fall into that trap because you're succeeding in other areas. If your business is doing well, it tends to be a justification for you not looking after yourself. Right. And, but the reality is, it's, it's a bit, it will come back to bite you in the ass because it's this an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You want to wait until it's too late to sort your health out because then, you know, if you think that you haven't got time to sort it, you definitely haven't got time now. And just a small amount done daily, as we've already explained, produces great results. So what I would say to most people, everything comes down to the basic fundamentals. And if we really want to put it in layman's terms with regards to weight loss, it's eating less food than you burn and finding different ways to increase your expenditure. Um, There's two ways you can do that. You can eat less or you can move more. I don't know about you, but I don't like that whole eat less thing. Yeah. I, I, I like i like i like my food so for me it's a case it's a case of moving more and this isn't going to do hill sprints this isn't going to do you know jumping on a treadmill this is about steps and the biggest game changer for anybody is to manage your movement be aware of how many steps that you're getting in per day because the biggest problem that you'll have is you'll go to the office you'll work all day and you'll think that you've done stuff but you've you you are mentally exhausted and you can look down at your watch or your iphone and see that you've only probably done about a thousand steps for the day Mm. and this is this is the problem that so many people i have say to me that i'm working so hard you know i must be burning loads of calories and like that i look at you know they have a like an apple watch or or a fitbit and i say to them look you're not even moving Uh, your brain is exhausted but your body's not and actually if i said to you right your mission before we even look at the food is i challenge you to get ten thousand steps in per day and and the thing is is what we have to understand is as, as business owners um we're competitive. You know, we like to smash targets. We like to set ourselves goals and we like to hit it. And we like to, and, and you can create this kind of environment, especially with things like Fitbits and that you can join these, you know, who can get the most steps in per week. You know, if you want to make it, you know, it's all about gamification. You know, fitness should be about gamification. If you want to really, really you know, if you, if you really want to focus on your health, then what I would do is reach out to, um, a load of other friends set a kind of a six month competition um get everyone linked in for their steps or for what it is that they're looking to do uh, and away you go there's nothing you know there's nothing more motivating when you're looking and you're like third on the leaderboard and you need to get another two thousand steps in and it can make such a difference to your progress by doing it with other people and and just looking back to that movement thing that we, we said you know if you if you go from sort of 2000 steps per day to 10000 steps per day what we have to understand is that compounded over a year that can have a huge difference if we look at 10000 steps per day that's equivalent depending on the person's weight 400 to 500 calories expended per day so over a year period if you did nothing else but increase that movement that's equivalent to 15 pounds of body weight Mm. when we when we consider you know when we look at sort of three and a half thousand calories being a pound of pound of body fat 
So that compounded over a year, if you did nothing more, would be £15 lighter. So that's the kind of mindset I want people to look at. It's not about going crazy with this, uh, you know, super secret diet plan and this magical training tip. <laughs> it's, it's just move more and be conscious of it. And it's I just, love that. It's a simple fundamental and which anybody can do. So 10,000 steps, that's the, that's the challenge that you... 10,000 10, steps per day. Per day. That's it. Love it. That's it. 10,000 steps per day. If there's anything that you want to tick off from your fitness goals, if you're getting that in, you will notice a big difference over three months, six months in your weight loss, in your productivity. And, you know, you've got it. The way that I find it easy, I love getting up in the morning, but you kind of kill two birds with one stone if you are getting your steps in and listening to a podcast or audio book. Because mm -hmm. it's yep. so, so much easier then because you get rewarded. I love getting up in the morning. It's dark. Put my headphones on, listen to a podcast. No one's around. And I absolutely love it because it, because you know, you're learning stuff plus you're getting that movement in. Love it. So, yep. so how can, I mean, I'm sure whoever's listening is just, I mean, there's so many nuggets in here. Um, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, and then we'll get into that too, because your social media is on point. So <laughs> how, how can we all get a hold of you? Uh, the easiest place probably to um, get me is on Instagram at Jay Alderton, J-A-Y-A-L-D-E-R-T-O-N. That's where I, I hang out most of my time in between that and TikTok. I'm still trying to, um, well, a bit of story of TikTok. I mean, I downloaded it for a joke last year, um, decided I'll commit to it. And yeah, within... I think it was in four months had over a hundred thousand followers and got verified on it. So it was just crazy. Wow. Um, wow. and you know, I'm kind of getting around six, six to 8 million views a month on, on TikTok. So wow. I'm, very fasc I'm fascinated with the platform as Gary yeah. V said, you know, he said, go all in. I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Um, and yeah, kind of growing 10,000 followers a week at the moment, which is, which is crazy considering considering tiktok i mean it's a brand new audience you know mm, no, yep. you know there hasn't been over from instagram these people have never heard of me before and it's you know essentially within that six months i you know it's a hundred i think it's one hundred thirty-five thousand people follow me on there now that never knew who the hell i was so that's it's such it's yeah it's such an interesting platform um emerging which i'm i'm excited about because the the, the monetization will start coming in this year and, um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting to see people's opinions on, on TikTok. So a uh, quick question on TikTok. How many times are you posting a day and what's your kind of strategy with that? Are you, um, so piggybacking off of hashtags? Yeah. So I'm kind of growth hacking it at the moment. I've, I'm looking at, I'm very much, yeah, I, I'm very much based on my job where I used to work in psychological operation. I'm very good at understanding like how people you know i see something oh that's why that's doing this so i'm kind of jumping on the trends and not really posting valuable content yet i'm just building up that audience and seeing what's there and testing a few things but i i've got like i have a system that works i jump on a few trends um i mainly it's more comedy stuff and i'm very good at video editing with with um my mobile phone so i, I do a lot of things with that and um and i'm kind of waiting 
to kind of transition that into more business stuff. But a lot of people are like, oh, are you making any money on it yet? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh. I said, look, you don't understand. It's the same day you plant the seed isn't the same day you pick the flower. Okay. Right. You, yeah. You've, you've got to water it every single day and you've got to be patient. And I think so many people, they're asking me, like, oh, how much money are you making on it or this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, look, patience. <laughs> As with anything, just be patient, um, keep doing it. And then suddenly I know next couple of months, the monetization's coming in, the links in, the swipe ups, and then I'll be like, phew, there you go. Wow. <laughs> and with a huge audience. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. so I'm kind of posting a couple of times a day. I've posted, you know, I've posted consistently at least once per day, um, every day for the last six months. And, you know, one thing I will say is that I posted every day for 40 days and I was averaging about 10 views on my videos, which is enough kind of motivation for you not to do, not to post on it because you're not getting that feedback <laughs> and that positive feedback loop. And then suddenly I posted one video and it had like half a million views and it was just like, Oh, okay, cool. So you get yeah. that kind of positive <laughs> feedback and then it starts going and you know, I've had some crazy views on my videos. I had just one at Christmas that had seven and a half million views. It was just, Whoa insane wow um, but what what had what created that to happen like it was just um it got pushed no i mean it's, it's very weird i mean it's very weird the tiktok i mean they're they're very much favoring trends and if you go onto the search tool it will tell you all the latest trends that are happening at the moment and i think one some major uh advice i give tiktok is play about with it utilize thing what you've got to do is i mean you have 15 to 60 seconds they recommend around 14 to 16 seconds of video and the main thing of the algorithm is to, to try and two things keep people to all the way to the end of the video so you've got to keep people engaged for at least 14 to 16 seconds 14 seconds yeah and and even more the algorithm if you <laughs> if you can get more people to watch it again so when that gets your brain thinking, you're like, right, okay, what's going to keep people in for 14 seconds? Build up, anticipation, waiting for something to happen. Mm. That's going to build it up. So very much TikTok is focused on music and images, music, video, and text. Mm. So they've got lots of songs with like a build up doo -doo 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 for a beat drop. So like for me, like I would do, get grab a song, put text on the secret to fat loss is dot 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 wait for it to build up build up build up build up and then go consistency i'd be like oh but that's what gets right the, um and i do a mixture of those and some funny ones and i think a lot of people were jumping on hiding text in the video and saying like look at my watch and then they look at the watch and there's a bit of text that says look at my shoulder and then they look at the shoulder and it's got a little bit of text there. Um, and it goes, look at the clock. And you see what I mean? You're getting people to stay on the video to try and look at hidden images mm. and text in there, which then gets it looping around, looping around, and then adds to that. So there's lots of different tactics that you can put in there. But the main thing I say is be consistent. Look at the trends on there. Utilize the... Um, the sounds on there and, and the tunes and, and make it funny and entertaining or infotaining as I like to call it. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And, and my kids, so I have a 19 year old and 14 year old and they are on the TikTok 
all day. Yeah, yeah. Every, we're on vacation. They're on that thing. <laughs> that yeah, TikTok. Every, 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 and stuff, and I'm just like, what the hell? Well, I don't even understand what's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and the thing is, it, everyone keeps saying, oh, it's for kids, kids. And it, it's hilarious because um, I've got young cousins at school, and all their friends follow me, and they're all embarrassed and stuff like that. <laughs> it's, it, it's great. Um, but also at the same time is um, the way that TikTok works is if you jump on there first, you're going to see lots of weird, weird videos of young kids, et cetera, et cetera, and, you know, lip syncing and that. But the way that the album works is the more things that you interact with, the more that you see. So when I jump on now, you know, I'm seeing creators, I'm seeing more business stuff, mm-hmm. I'm seeing, uh, seeing more over 30s, and it's more kind of a mature TikTok based on the things that I like and interact with. So it's only a matter of time when you start using it. That you understand there's a huge demographic of people using it. And it's, and it's still brand, you know, it's not brand new. It's about three or four years old, but this kind of transition into where it's going. And there's, there's lots of other monetization things. And, and I think the most important thing that I've learned is I've learned more from 14, 15 year old kids on the platform than I have other people on platforms because the way, way that I say this is like when we when I was a kid it was all about mega drives and Nintendos you know you'd spend hours and hours and hours on video games investing in mm-hmm. getting better at these things and not really seeing a return on it other than you know getting a high score or completing a level kids have a lot of time these days so if they're on TikTok and they're making videos and they're editing and they're doing transitions and all these kind of things, they're spending 10, 12, 15 hours a day beating on their craft. So these 14, 15-year-old kids, they've got some skills. And I'm learning so much from these kids. Uh, another thing as well, as a bit of a business tip, is that these kids are, are getting hundreds of thousands of followers but they're, they, they have, they're not earning money from it. So mm-hmm. if, I see, if I see sort of a, you know, if I had a business that was, um, I don't know, products for kids, sort of uh, clothing or stuff like that, you know, for you to get an advertisement on TikTok to, for someone with a million followers would cost you probably 5% of what it would cost on Instagram. You know, you could probably, I mean, wow. I think, Think like a, a million follower uh, on Instagram will probably set you back about twenty thousand dollars, but the same following on TikTok for the same amount will probably set you back about I don't know two to three hundred dollars max. So there is huge potentials, depending on obviously what your business is and depending on what it is that you're selling. That you know, if I if I was if you think if I was fifteen to sixteen years of age and someone turned around and said, Hey, can you just promote this hat for, and I'll give you 200 bucks. I'd be, I'd snap your hand off all day long. <laughs> all totally. Day. All day, <laughs> all day long. Um, and people aren't thinking about that, you know, like there's huge potential and everyone knows the important, you know, how impactful influence and marketing is when done correctly. And the, you know, there's huge potential to tap into before, a lot of these kids get a bit older and realize the value in, in an audience because at the end of the day, audience is currency. Mm. Truth. Yeah. Love it. Um, gosh, that's great. And we've kept you for so long uh, and you've dropped some amazing value bombs. There are a couple questions I did want to ask um, and it goes back to the book thing. 
Cool. Um, g- give us uh, just a couple books that you would recommend. We I love to kind of see where people's heads are at and what have made the biggest impact on them. So maybe two or three that that have really impacted you personally. So there's a, there's a book called The Go Giver. Mm-hmm. Um, which I just read recently, actually, and it was really good because it just gets some tips and it goes through a story, story about a guy wanting to become successful and he meets these different people along the way and and they all kind of connect with each other. Uh, Incredible book, which I highly recommend. There's uh, another one which I recommend from self-development called The Shrink and the Sage. Uh, And it's a book by a um, psychologist and a philosopher and they get asked questions on you know self development oh. life and from both those from both a philosophy perspective and a psychology perspective and and it's a, it, oh, and cool. it's, and it's one of these books where i can only read a chapter because my head gets blown off every time i read it it is just <laughs> oh, you just wow. like, yeah it is one of those kind of books which i highly recommend and then my fi- my final one from a self-development point of view which i always recommend is psycho cybernetics by dr maxwell maltz um dr maxwell maltz was a cosmetic surgeon and he was always fascinated why someone would come to him with an issue which they were unhappy with he would fix it and they'd be happy but at the same time he'd have just as many people that regardless of what they did to improve they were never content and the book talks about self-development it talks about understanding self-esteem, self-confidence, self-worth, and how you can work through certain principles to understand yourself better, be aware of things where you're kind of slipping up and, and make those improvements. Love it. Okay. Yeah, and those are great. And, and then how about your books? So you have, you have two? Yes. So I have a book called Mindset of Muscle. So that focus on basically focus on strategies to build your body, brain, and business. So very much focus on habits, routines, um, simplifying things down. And um, in December this last year, I just launched my new book Meltdown, which talks about um, 2016. It's kind of a after the book of Mindset and Muscle. You know, Mindset Muscle is still a phenomenal book, but it wasn't necessarily talked about family and balance it was more about strategies and business and the meltdown books kind of you know the 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 chapter after where yeah i've got the business stuff sorted but not the the kind of relationship stuff sorted and it kind of talks about my journey of kind of recovery from burnout and realizing the importance of kind of systemizing automating things you know opening up and being a human and and learning about stoicism, learning to control what you can and to let go of things that you can't. And um, my new fascination with the cold, such as cold sa- cold showers and ice cold sea dips, which have Ooh. been a huge game changer. Tony um, does. Tony Robbins does that. Yeah, right. very much so. I mean, a lot of people talk about the health benefits of cold, but I, and there is a lot of physiological benefits, but there's just as much psychological because um, I live 10 minutes from the beach. The sea is eight degrees, which is just, just you know, f- sitting on freezing. And I wake up every day um, not wanting to go in there. Um, the, <laughs> like, no one wants to go like, in the sea. No, hell no. Hell no. Uh, and yeah. every, time I think, every time I think that, which is every single morning, is, makes me want ignore what it is that I'm thinking and do it anyway. 
because I think the biggest thing that people can condition themselves is to do things that they don't want to do when they know that they need to do it. That includes going to the gym. That includes you know, doing those mundane tasks, which you just kind of wait till next week and wait till next week to do. So if you can condition yourself to do stuff, even though that you don't want to do it, then you're going to have a lot of success because something that I say, the person that comes out of that C is very different to the person that comes in. The person that come, goes in does not want to go in. But the person yeah. that comes out has this huge smile on his face and is so glad that he did it. It's like, I did it, damn it. Exactly. And <laughs> especially, especially early in the morning, you know, you've already achieved something um, that you didn't want to do and you feel great from doing it because you just get this massive rush of endorphins. It's, it, you know, it's incredible. You know, it's absolutely freezing as soon as you go in there, but 20, 30 seconds, get your breathing right. And it is incredible. And you, you go out and, yeah, it, it's amazing. You just can't stop smiling. It's, it, it's very strange. And yeah. everyone, everyone asks me, why on earth do you do it? And I say, look, you can't tell you've got a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got to just jump in that seat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're so in cool. there for 30 seconds? Or yeah, I mean, it, depend, it depends on the time of year. At the moment, I'm probably looking about two minutes max. Okay. Um, and then go back out because of because of the cold. Um, as the summer goes on, I, I, eight minutes, ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes. I, I you know I've got a lot of people in my groups. They come down for meetups. We go for a swim. Um, depending on the you know, it's, it's either a dip or a swim. Usually when <laughs> when it when it goes up to about fifteen, eighteen degrees, it's a swim. At the moment, it's a dip. <laughs> yeah. Is there ever snow on the ground and you go in? Oh yeah, yeah. They're, wow. They're, wow. They're, they're the they're the days that you need to go in. You know, like yeah. these are the, these are the days where you can have all the excuses, right? And, um, you can say to yourself. And, and one thing that I do is I go to sleep in my swim shorts because if I wake, <laughs> if I wake up and I say to myself, "I'm not going to go in," the next question I ask, "Well, if you weren't going to go in, why are you in your swim shorts?" Yeah, <laughs> and, I love that. And that, and that yeah and that completely changes everything and then and then i go jump on instagram and i say and i even though i don't want to do it i say hey i'm going in the scene because as soon as i've told instagram <laughs> i've got to do you it you gotta do it you've got to do it <laughs> full accountability so it's, is this first thing? Those, sorry dude you go sorry it's setting up those micro habits to support the macro habit exactly because, yeah yeah love it yeah and, and it's so important to do because you know like that that first hour in the morning is so important. You know, you've got to fill your own vessel up so you can serve others and find different ways of filling your vessel. For me, it's getting up, it's getting those steps in. So going for a walk, it's jumping in that sea and it's looking at, you know, learning something new from a podcast or audio book. Yeah. And if I can tick Love those it. boxes, I'm good to go for the day. Yeah. That is awesome, man. Um, so we have the books. They're both available on, um, on Amazon, I would presume. Yep. On Amazon, if you, just, if you just search on Amazon, Mindset with Muscle or Meltdown. Um, Meltdown's, a, you, you can't miss it. It's a, uh, it's, a, it's a glowing orange book, so it's quite easy to nice. see. So. Nice. A- anything else that, that, you would, that you would give uh, an aspiring insurance agent that, that's coming in? and uh is afraid to take that leap and and dive in any words of of encouragement or advice one day you will be dead simple as that <laughs> you know and you're, not, and you're not coming back as a tree so 
you know, if, right. you don't do it, if you don't do it now, you never will. And, you know, life is short. And, you know, this is what you have to understand is we're in an incredible time where if you're scared about taking that leap, um, don't be because you can always go back to your job. You know, you don't want to have that mentality of, you know, plan B. But if it all, if it all goes wrong, then, you know, get out your iPhone, Google some stuff and, and away you go. Love it. Jamie, so awesome. So awesome. Thank you so much for taking an hour with us and, and dropping so much, so much awesome knowledge. And, it, and I love how you included mind, body and business because that is so important and they do go together. And when something's out of line, even out of line at home, it's like a, a car with a flat tire. It's like everything else is all wobbly. So yeah, I love definitely. how yeah. I look at it kind of like as, uh, you know, four legs on a stool, you know, if one is off balance, then, you know, yeah. something wobbles and, uh, and it's important to get that balance of, you know, all, all four, which kind of fall under my categories of health, wealth, productivity, and connectivity, you know, so awesome. focus on your health, focus on your wealth, focus on being productive and focus on uh, connecting with people in real life. Cause social media isn't social actually saying, saying right. hello, shaking hands and hugging people is social. Yeah. Love it. All cool. right. So man. everybody's yeah. gotta check out check out the stuff. Check out the we books. will put yeah, those books. We will put the links to the books in uh the show notes so you can go ahead and grab them there. Uh highly encourage you. I'm gonna pick them up myself and I know Jason's yep. gonna listen to them. And uh away we go. So thank you, Jamie. We appreciate you. No, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so awesome. much. Take care. Hey, you've got to check out the Insurance Dudes Inner Circle coming soon where you get extended interviews as well as live coffee talks in our private Facebook group. Join the mailing list today at theinsurancedudespodcast.com. Hey, thanks for checking out the Insurance Dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.